May God add his blessing to the reading of the scripture this morning. And may the words from my mouth be just what we need to hear. There was a Sunday school teacher who taught her class to recite the Apostles' Creed. And one day in church, she had them do that. The first child said, after they came forward before the congregation, said, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. Second child, I believe in Jesus, his only son, our Lord. The third, he ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. Then there was just silence, absolute silence. The next line was, I believe in the Holy Spirit. But there was nobody there. And finally, a little girl spoke up and she said, uh, The little boy who believes in the Holy Spirit isn't here today. Today we celebrate Pentecost, the day when the Holy Spirit descended upon the church. And the Holy Spirit is just as relevant today to us as it was to those followers of Jesus so long ago. The Holy Spirit is the presence of God in our lives. Deepak Chopra, the popular writer, wrote this. There seems to be a hole in the middle of everyday life, as if a rock had been thrown through a plate glass window. But instead of a physical hole, one might call this a meaning hole. Does that describe our lives sometimes? Do we sometimes have a meaning hole in our lives, a void? This is what the Holy Spirit is about. The Holy Spirit is about filling that void, that hole in our lives. The Holy Spirit came upon the church on the day of Pentecost. The first disciples of Jesus were all Jewish, and they celebrated the holy days of the Jewish people. One of those holy days was called Pentecost. And so they had all gathered together for this feast day that celebrated the giving of God's law to his people through Moses on Mount Sinai. And for Christians, Pentecost became the celebration of the gift of God's spirit to his people. You all know the story. We tell it every year. Before Jesus ascended, he told his disciples to wait in Jerusalem for the spirit to come to them. They probably didn't have a clue what in the world he was talking about, but they did what he said. They did not question him. The Lord said, wait. They waited. Now it was Pentecost. Pentecost was 50 days after Jesus had risen again. The city was full of visitors who had come to celebrate this holy feast. Jesus had not told the disciples exactly when the Spirit would come, so they didn't know. The scripture says when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And then a sound of a blowing of a violent wind came and filled the place and what seemed to be tongues of fire uh, separated and came to rest on each of them. And then it says all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. They were not speaking in unknown languages. They were speaking in known languages of other countries. The miraculous thing is that they were speaking in these languages, but they had never studied those languages, never learned them, never spoken them before. It was an amazing event. 
If I were to suddenly start speaking to you in a language that you didn't understand, some of you might just get a little freaked out. One or two of you might question my sanity, but I think, I think there are one or two here who already question my sanity. But you might for sure if you saw that happening. Some might say, like some people did on Pentecost, the pastor's drunk. Listen to him. He's acting like a fool. And you might go home laughing about it. But imagine that not only did you hear this, but you also heard a mighty wind. And the room you were in shook. And then I started speaking in perfect German or Italian or Arabic, some known language that I had never studied before. Now that might impress you. Wouldn't you go home saying that you had experienced a miracle, that you'd seen a miracle take place? I know I would. Well, that's what happened on the day of Pentecost. God arranged for the Holy Spirit to come down on these early Christian believers on the very day when thousands of Jews were gathered together in one place from all over the known world for this celebration. And when they heard the sound of this wind blowing and the disciples speaking, they were bewildered because each one of them heard not in the language that, they were, that the disciples were speaking, but in their own language. It would be like me speaking to you in English and you being a German sitting out there would hear me not in English, but in German. That's called a miracle. And then they were amazed and says, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? How is it, how in the world am I hearing them in my native tongue, my native language? They were witnessing a miracle. No wonder thousands of them that day responded to the gospel message. It says they were baptized that day. Pentecost is sometimes called the birthday of the church. That's why we have the balloons up today. We're celebrating a birthday. But this is a different kind of a celebration, different than any other celebration, like Christmas and like Easter, because those other celebrations are focused on God's gift to us of his son Jesus and on Christ's life and his death and his resurrection. Pentecost is a whole different focus. That focus is solely on the Holy Spirit coming to the early church. The Holy Spirit is sometimes called the misunderstood person in the Trinity, probably because it's easier to visualize God the Father, the creator of all. It's easy to visualize Jesus because he was here. He, he came here as a person. But to try to visualize who the Holy Spirit is, is difficult. And so it's described through comparisons with natural things. It's compared to an invisible wind that blows where it will, according to the scripture. Here in our scripture this morning, it's described as a rushing, mighty wind. It's compared to tongues of flame in other parts of scripture to a dove descending from heaven. And there are other comparisons as well. Here is what we need to know about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God's way of being present with us today. 
It's the part of the Godhead that comes to us, lives inside us, fills that void, fills that empty place in our lives. The Holy Spirit helps us make sense of our lives, helps us to understand what God's purpose for us is. Life is confusing. Life very often does not make sense. We have good days when everything's going great, and then all of a sudden, out of the blue, we get a phone call, and our world gets turned upside down. Everything changes. We go to the Bible, we go to prayer, we try to get some guidance there, but sometimes it just looks to, you, to me like it's written in Greek and hasn't been translated because I don't know what it means. The words are so confusing, but we stay with it, and we pray, and we say, Lord, I don't understand. What is it that you're trying to say to me? What is it that you're trying to teach me through this situation? And then at some point in time, maybe a short period of time or sometimes a very long period of time, we finally begin to see the good, the silver lining in the cloud. God whispers the meaning of this trial into our ear. That's the Holy Spirit working in us. Jimmy Reed was a singing legend in the 50s and 60s. He played the harmonica and the guitar. Reed was a sharecropper's son. He brought the rhythm and blues music of the Mississippi Delta to the popular rock and roll of that day. He had a great impact on artists such as Elvis Presley and the Rolling Stones. There's an interesting story behind Jimmy Reed's records. If one listened very carefully to his records, there could sometimes be heard, ever so faintly in the background, a soft woman's voice whispering in advance the next few words of the song. The story was that Jimmy got so absorbed in his music, so absorbed in the blues beat and the guitar rift and all of that, that he couldn't remember the words to his own songs. And so he needed help with the lyrics. And the woman's voice was his wife, coaching her husband by whispering the words that were coming up into his ear as he sang. This, for the Christian, is something that the Holy Spirit does. It's God's whispering to us, giving us comfort, encouragement, helping us to make sense of our lives. Romans 8.16 says, The Spirit of God testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. In other words, it's the Holy Spirit that quietly whispers into our hearts, reminding us of who we are and of whose we are. The Holy Spirit interprets Scripture for us, helps us to understand, and relates it to our lives daily. The Holy Spirit helps us make sense of our lives and helps us understand God's purpose for us. The Holy Spirit gives us the power to accomplish what God has called us to do. Jesus gave the disciples a commission. He said, Go into all the world, make disciples of all people, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything Christ had commanded them. We call that the Great Commission. What an impossible task. How could they possibly accomplish this task, these few people? 
How could they possibly do all that this assignment involved? Well, of course, they couldn't do it on their own, just like we can't do it on our own today. They needed help. That's why they were still in Jerusalem. They were waiting for that Holy Spirit to come and to teach them. In Acts 1, we read, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift. And that's what they did. A few voices, verses later, it says, you'll receive power when the Spirit comes. You'll be my witnesses. It's the Holy Spirit that gives us that power to accomplish what God calls us to accomplish on this earth. I like the way Corey Ten Boom described the work of the Holy Spirit. Listen to what she said to one of her audiences. I think it's perfect. She says, I have a glove here in my hand. The glove can't do anything by itself. But when my hand is in it, it can do many things. True, it is not the glove, but the hand, my hand in the glove that acts. We are gloves. It is the Holy Spirit who is the hand, who does the job. We have to make room for that hand so that every finger of the glove is filled. Want to do great things for God? Make room for the hand of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will fill that glove for you. It helps us make sense of our lives. Helps us understand God's purpose. Gives us the power to accomplish what God wants us to accomplish. To sum it all up, the Holy Spirit helps us to become all that God has created us to be. One of the images used in Scripture to help us understand the work of the Holy Spirit is fire. Tongues of fire appeared above the heads of the disciples. The symbol, symbol of fire represents the work of the Holy Spirit, helping us to become what God intends for us. There's a story that comes from frontier days about three women who were members of a Bible study. One day they were reading that the Spirit is a refining fire. They didn't know what that meant, a refining fire. And so one of them volunteered to go down to the village silversmith and see what that meant. So she went to the silversmith, and she didn't tell him why she was there, but she asked him some questions, and he explained the process of refining silver this way. He said, you want to be sure that you put the silver in the hottest part of the fire. That is so that all of the impurities will be burned out of it. He also said that you have to always watch it to make sure that it's not in there too long. Because if you leave it in the fire too long, it'll be ruined. The woman was fascinated by this explanation. And she asked, how do you know when it's done? And he said, that's easy. It's done when you can see your reflection in it. God wants to see his reflection in our lives. Scriptures tell us that we were created in God's image. Isn't that fantastic? Isn't that wonderful to know? You were created in the image of God. Then, you know the story, we went astray, and then he sent his son to save us from our sin. After he died and rose again, God sent us the gift of the Holy Spirit to work with us, to work in us, to help us be restored to a right relationship with God. And when that happens, God can see his reflection in our lives. All of this is what we mean when we say 
I believe in the Holy Spirit. It is God filling the glove in our lives. It is God helping us make sense of our lives and understand God's purpose for us. It is God giving us the power to accomplish what he calls us to do. And it is God working in all of our lives together, helping us to become individuals that God has created us to be and the church that God intends us to be. We are his people. And when we do all these things, when we follow the direction of the Holy Spirit, God sees his reflection in us. Pray today. Pray for the gift of the Holy Spirit in your life. Be more aware. Listen for that still, small voice, and you will hear it. Amen.